Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 36, and it's an NIV version. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dis dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already uh, and the boat was already at a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But, then, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the man of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all who were ill to him and begged him to let those who were ill just touched the edge of his cloak and all who touched all who touched it were healed this is the word of god yeah father speak to us through your word now i pray send your spirit that we would um not just hear words but we would um hear your truth and that our, our hearts and our lives would be impacted and changed in response to it amen so I don't know how you feel about um, open water. Uh, I don't know how you feel about being in the sea or out on a lake. Um, ha hands up if you love that kind of thing. Okay, some of us. Um, hands up if you're not really a fan. Okay, a few. Um, our boys, they love the sea. Um, something feels, sort of comes alive in them when we hit the beach. Um, Matthew especially, you know, just when he hits the sea, just something he loves about it so much. I've always been just a little bit afraid of the sea. Um, it, it, it seems just so big and uncontrollable. Um, I remember one time we were off the coast of Kenya. We were visiting my sister who, who lived out there at the time. And we went out on this, in, in this boat a, a few miles out into the Indian Ocean. And then we jumped in and we did some snorkeling. Um, again, hands up if you've ever snorkeled. Okay, so we've got the piece of tube pipe thing there. You know what we're talking about. So snorkeling is quite fun. Um, we enjoyed doing that for a bit. There were these kind of reefs that we could look at underneath the water. And um, then it was time to get back on the boat. So I started swimming back towards the boat. And I swam and I swam and I swam. The boat wasn't that far away, but I swam and I swam and I swam. And the boat didn't seem to be getting very much closer. And uh, what was happening was we, we were caught in this, I think it was quite a gentle current, but we were caught in this current. It was just taking us away from the boat. 
And, um, you know, the boat was anchored. We weren't anchored. <laughs> and uh, so I kept swimming. I swam and I swam and I swam. And I started to get a little bit anxious and a little bit tired. Um, slowly, by, you know, bit by bit, we got closer back to the boat. And only when we got to the foot of the ladder going up the side of this boat to climb back onto the boat, there was this queue of people waiting to get onto this ladder. So while we were waiting, the current was getting stronger. I was having to swim as fast as I could just to stay near the ladder. I was worried enough that I actually remember praying, you know, God, help me. I got there in the end. But I tell you, I've never been so glad to be on a boat and heading for dry land as I was that day. And I, I do like the sea, and it's growing on me. I think seeing the boys enjoy it so much has helped, but it still makes me feel a little bit anxious. It's always that little worry in the back of my mind when we hit the coast. And in our story, we find Peter and the other disciples with Jesus on a beach. And of course, they, um, you know, a number of the fishermen, sorry, the number of the disciples were fishermen. Um, so they would have had a, a healthy respect for the sea, but they probably weren't particularly worried by it. They'd spent their whole lives working on the Sea of Galilee. But Matthew tells us that Jesus made them get into the boat and head across this giant lake. And it seems it was evening, the day is ending, but Jesus is not joining them. He's decided to take the scenic route on foot around the lake so that he can have some quiet time praying on the mountain while the disciples take the boat back. This happens after the uh, feeding of the 5,000 out in the wilderness. Maybe you know that story. So they're already tired. It's been a long day. And all through the night, the disciples are having a tough time. The wind and the waves are against them. Um, and from his vantage point on the mountainside, looking down, Jesus can see them struggling on the lake. So um, just before dawn, he does the obvious thing, and he goes out walking to them on the sea, <laughs> as you do. And the disciples are, are, are worrying now. They see this figure coming. In fact, now they're terrified. Ancient fishermen had these um, superstitions of the spirits of bad people haunting the sea at night. So that, that's what they think Jesus is. They think he's a ghost. Matthew tells us that they actually cried out in fear. Whoa! And immediately Jesus calls out, take courage, take courage, it is I. And that's more than a greeting because it is I doesn't just mean Jesus saying me. It is I are the exact words that God used um, in the Old Testament to identify himself to his people. I am was the name that God gave to Moses when he asked who was sending him. This is, I am, Jesus is saying. So here's the thing. Um, the disciples would have had a, a religious education. They probably dropped out at 12, which is why they were fishermen. But they would have known a couple of things. So the one who has power over waters in the Old Testament is God. Um, it's kind of his calling card, you know, in the creation story, in, the, crea in the, the, the great flood, when the Red Sea was parted so that the Israelites could escape. The one with power over the waters is God. And the one who calls himself I am is calling himself God. 
So there's this moment, Peter in the boat, Jesus on the water, where it all starts to come together for Peter. Lord, he says. Again, the word is the name used for God. Tell me to come to you on the water. Strange request, perhaps. Some people um, think that those are words of great faith from Peter. Other people think of it as um, uh, words of doubt. Uh, Either way, Peter has made this choice. He's seen enough of Jesus. He's heard enough now that he thinks that this man who he's been following is the real deal, that he's God incarnate, he's the Messiah. And Jesus says to him, come. Um, On this youth weekend that we went away on, some of us um, back in June, we had this exercise called the Leap of Faith. Um, Probably some of you have come across it. You you climb up this giant pole, um, clipped to a safety rope, and then you have to climb up onto this little platform, which is about this big at the top, and then you have to jump off the pole and try and catch this trapeze, which is sort of a little way away from you. And, um, I, you know, I'd seen all these kids doing it. I thought, oh, I'll go on, I'm going to have a go at this. And I, I got up there and I stood up and the pole was sort of wobbling underneath me. It's kind of got a bit of um, wobble to it. And I got a, it was a bit of an adrenaline rush, actually. I was quite surprised. I imagine Peter felt similar. He, Peter gets out of the boat and... You know, Matthew tells us he begins to walk on the water towards Jesus. I mean, this is, this is crazy stuff, right? I mean, how cool would that be for a start to walk on the water? But then it quickly starts to go wrong. There's this big gust of wind, and Peter starts to feel afraid. And, and somehow, I don't know exactly why, this causes him to start sinking. And so he cries out again, Lord, save me. You know, um, it's, it's funny, you know that that's what the name Jesus actually means. It means the Lord saves. That's what Peter shouts. Lord, save me. Jesus, save me. And uh, Jesus, you know, laughs and points and watches as Peter sinks into the depths of the sea. Um, no, of course he doesn't. He, um, he reaches out his hand and he catches him. And he says these words to Peter. You of little faith, why did you doubt? which you have to say sounds a little bit harsh considering that Peter has been up all night and straining against the wind and the waves and he's had the fright of his life and then he's realized that Jesus is in fact God and he's, and he's actually got out of the boat and started walking on the water. Except, um, I've been doing some reading into this and it seems possibly that Jesus isn't being harsh here. Um, the best way to explain this is we have these, these kind of little names of affection for our children, um, don't you? Sometimes I might call Joshua my little treasure. Um, it doesn't mean that he's not worth much because I'm calling him my little treasure. It's, it's kind of the opposite. Um, I, I, and, and there's a suggestion that that's what, 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 what uh, Jesus is doing here. Um, by, by saying my little faithful one, it's a kind of a, a term of affection, like Jesus called um, his um, children little ones, didn't he? Um, so when, when he says, you of little faith, it's a commendation. He says, oh, look at you with your little bit of faith. Isn't that great? It's not actually him slapping him down, if you like. So, you know, he's looking at Jesus, uh, Jesus looking at Peter, if, if you like, as a, as a proud parent. Like, you know, Joshua has is, is recently started riding his bike without stabilizers. And I'm all like, oh, well done, my little Bradley Wiggins. Off you go. Look at you go. Jesus says to Peter, why did you doubt? And again, the word Matthew uses here doesn't really mean um, doubt to when you don't believe that something is true. 
It means to waver or to hesitate. And together, uh, Jesus and Peter get into the boat. And the moment they do, the wind dies down. Again, who has the power to do that? Only God. And all the disciples get it now, and they all worship Jesus as God. So what's the point here? What, what does this mean for us? Well, there's a few things that I noticed. Um, first, Peter asks Jesus to call him. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. He's asking Jesus to call him out. And I wonder if that's where maybe some of us are today. Um, you're like, you know, I'm not entirely sure what I make of this Jesus man. He seems pretty remarkable. I mean, here we are, 2,000 years on, still talking about this laborer from a backwater in Galilee. But can he really be the God? I mean, that's a big claim, isn't it? And the invitation to you, I think, is to do what Peter did. Simply to say, Lord, if it's you, call me. Call me to yourself. Tell me to come to you. Some of us maybe need to do that today. Second, Peter got out of the boat. Um, he took that leap of faith. He didn't have the full picture. He was tired and anxious, but he stepped out to Jesus. He got out of the boat. He decided, I'm going to do this. And maybe that speaks to where you are at. You know, I know as vicar that people come to church for all sorts of reasons, um, all sorts of experiences and backgrounds. I don't know um, exactly what brought you here this morning. Maybe you grew up in a Christian home. Maybe you're growing up in one now. Uh, but Jesus is clear. To follow him is a choice that only you can make. He says, come, you have to decide to get out of the boat. No one can do that for you. Maybe some of us here this morning are ready to take that step, maybe ready to step out of the boat. Maybe you've heard Jesus' call already and you're ready to respond, take that leap of faith. Third, Peter wavered. He started to sink. His anxieties got the better of him. You know, maybe you're not afraid of the sea like me, but you know, research says that we are suffering the highest levels of anxiety on record as a society. Maybe it's family or friends or school or climate change or politics or the news or war or social media or body image or identity or just free-floating anxiety. But you're worried and you feel like you're sinking. Maybe like Peter, you need to call out to Jesus. Lord, save me. Help me. I'm drowning here. You need Jesus to catch you, to hold you and comfort you, to hear him call you his faithful little one, his child. Remember this, when Peter wavered, where was Jesus? He was standing right next to him, holding onto him, comforting him, soaking wet, saying, it's okay. I'm here. And wavering isn't a sin. And the waves are real and the storms in life are big. But Jesus promises to be with us in the wind and the waves. Finally, maybe you feel like you've been here before. Like Peter, you've 
boldly stepped out of the boat. You've decided to follow him. You've done that. But your faith has sunk a little bit beneath the waves. You know, Peter messed up a lot. Um, Maybe you've started out before and then you feel like you've messed it up. Maybe like Peter, you need Jesus to put you right, to sort of lift you out of the water, set you straight again, to remind you that you are his and he loves you no matter what you've thought or said or done. I want to give us just a a little bit of a time to respond. Um, Why don't we just close our eyes for a moment? Don't worry if the the children are restless, making a bit of noise. That's no problem at all. It's a good reminder, isn't it, that Jesus welcomed everyone, especially the children. This is his natural element of working. Just wonder if one of those four options is is for you this morning. Just uh, remind you of what they were. Maybe you need to say like Peter, Lord, if it's you, call me. And Lord, I just want to pray for anyone here this morning who is in that position, who is wondering about you, not sure what to make of you. Lord, would you give them courage to call out to you? And Lord, would you show yourself as real to them? And Lord, we remember while we do that, anyone that we know who doesn't yet know you. Maybe just in the quiet of your hearts, just bring those people before the Lord now, praying that they would um, call out to him. Maybe this morning that invitation to take the leap of faith is for you. And so, Lord, I pray for anyone who's in that situation who is prepared to step out of the boat and walk to you. Lord, would you um, give them courage to do that now? Maybe if that's for you, just make a a mental note of that now, that this is something that you want to do, something that you're choosing to do. And just name that in your heart before the Lord. Say to me, Lord, I want to come to you. Lord, I want to come to you. And he's waiting and he will catch you. Maybe it's that third phrase that for that third option lord save me peter said lord save me as he said that in the midst of his anxiety and lord for anyone here this morning who is um, suffering that anxiety and feel like they're drowning in their fears lord would you be with them in the water like you were with peter Would you lift them up? Would you set their feet back on dry ground? Lord, even right now, would you make your presence, your peace known to them? Come, Holy Spirit.
again, maybe you may want to just lift before the Lord someone that you know who's struggling with anxiety and worry at the moment. Just ask Jesus to be with them now. Finally, just uh, an invitation for all of us who know that we've come to Jesus, but we've messed it up, as we always do. Let's call out him, call out to him to forgive us, to set us straight. So, Father, we confess our sins to you. And we ask that you would restore in us your image. You would set us straight. In following you once more. With all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.